Hey and welcome to episode 86 of the Sunfire Tavern, our podcast for gamers and geeks where we talk about everything going on in the games industry, movies and TV. With me Clark and my co-host Ollie discussing the hot topics from the last few weeks. You can follow us on threads, Instagram, uh, threads and Instagram sorry, at Sunfire Tavern and you can listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, although I don't think that exists anymore. I think it's now YouTube Music. Yes. Uh, but, but we're everywhere. We listen to it everywhere. Uh, you can listen to us everywhere and please send us your questions, comments or whatever via the Google form links in the podcast information blurb or you can do so through sunfiretavern at gmail.com. There we go. Hello, Ollie. Hello. It is a week. It is indeed a week. How, it how's, is. How's it going, man? Oh, good. How are you? Yeah, very good. Been uh, chill. Been uh, had a had a wonderful week. I'll say that. Oh, mm. a wonderful, wonderful week. Wonderful. You tell me all about that in a minute. I'll tell you all about that in a minute. Um, no, I'm just saying it's, it's Thanksgiving, sort yes. of, which you don't celebrate in the UK. We don't, but happy Thanksgiving to uh, yeah to the Americans out there. Yeah. Um. So. Should we go straight into the agenda? Which going straight into it this week? Well, that's just it. Is there's not really much happening in the games industry other than like all the redundancies and stuff that are going on, which is obviously terrible. Yeah, but great. you know, it's hard to keep up with that kind of stuff, and it's been a bit depressing, yes, <laughs> especially with the sure. Embracer group really struggling because they're they're wiping out a load more people this week. Yeah, uh, which sucks. Yeah. Uh, but the agenda for this week is we're going to start off with the usual: what we've been playing, what we've been watching. Uh, we're going to discuss the Game of the Year nominees and how ours kind of matched up to it. Yep. Uh, Persona 5 Tactica came out this week, um, and we've got Super Mario RPG to talk about as well. Uh, the new Walking Dead game, which looks... Ugh, uh, and the Steam Deck Steam Deck OLED, which were, which came out for, for people to buy last week. Yes. Uh, so, Ollie, what have you been playing or watching? Yo, uh, okay, so let's go through the watching first to mix it up. Uh, I finally finished Breaking Bad, uh, sorry, not Breaking Bad. Uh, I finally finished Better Call Saul. Um, okay. My final verdict? Yes, yeah, right. I feel like... Look the I, hype? I think it's pretty good. I think it's good, but I feel like people are like, it's like the greatest thing they've ever seen in their life. And I'm like, it's all right, I guess. Like, I watched vinland I, fi- I at the same time i also finished vinland saga season one and season two which is an anime and that okay. that that felt like more substantial to me but i guess that's just because i prefer anime i don't know but anyway but i mean better call saw was good i think the writing's good and the characters are cool but i maybe if you haven't seen i mean i've seen breaking bad and it was still like okay my partner was like thank god it's over so now we can watch something else because it is very long. Damning review of a TV series, there. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Which is, but I think I think we did enjoy it. I think it, I think the same as Breaking Bad, like it just gets kind of slow in places. But uh, yeah, so I'll 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 leave that. So now I can stop talking about it on the podcast. Um, but what else have I been playing? Oh yes, so I started playing Super Mario Wonder. Uh, after oh, yeah? the last time we talked about uh, the game, and yeah, dude, it's great. I'm loving the game. So I've been traveling around a lot recently, uh, and it's been my travel game of choice. Um, and it's I'm... really got that like pick up and play element to it, where you can just do a level or two and then put it down and not bother with it. Like that's what I like about it. Yeah, so it's, it's good for traveling. It's perfect. So like yeah. I just got to like World Four, I think, like the sand area uh, where you okay. get like, the drill cap and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, I mean it's been fantastic so far i think it's insane how every level has a unique wonder or like pretty unique like they i've only seen a wonder mechanic reused like maybe once or twice which is still crazy to me that there's so many it's, um, it's so inventive as well like cause even yeah. when you do see the same mechanic twice it sort of flips the mechanic on its head yeah yeah like do, do, have you done the bit where it comes into the foreground yet yes 
yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. That, that just like broke my brain. I was like, I mean, I don't know why it broke my brain because I was like, okay, we're in the background for these levels. This is fun. And then suddenly I'm in the foreground. I was like, whoa. Yeah. The, the other thing I, I will say that I like and also dislike at the same time is, uh, you know, that I, I've obviously secret exits are always really cool. In, which i love in these games i love them right the problem is now that the way they've set up secret the secret world in this game uh in the sense that like every world has a link to the secret world where you can do like a secret level for that world essentially uh describe that horribly but yeah, you did yeah <laughs> you know, i didn't follow that actually so yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so so <laughs> basically every world on the world map you can find a secret exit or some way essentially that will take you to a different world which i think is just star awesome. road yeah star road essentially Let's yeah, call it that, yeah um and then like when you get to star road you have a different entry point that for each world that you came from which has one level so essentially it's like a, a secret saying, world but equivalent. you are doing a horrible job of explaining it's so hard to describe <laughs> anyway there's a secret a level <laughs> there's a secret level or a star road level for each world in the game Okay. Okay. Good. Anyway, which is mean. cool because it means that you ex you you if you find it early, like you find the secret world early, it goes like, oh, okay, cool. Now in every world, I'm gonna go look for how to get here, essentially, right? Yeah. However, what this now means is that I now have to go through like every level and go like, is there a secret exit here? Ah. And I know there's a way something. of telling. There's a there way. There is of a way of telling. Which have, have you seen? Have you seen the way of telling? Like you know, you know how to tell whether the world's complete or not. So my way is that if you have all the three purple coins and you have the the top, you've you've gotten all the wonder seeds and the like flag or whatever, or all the wonder seeds you think you've gotten, uh, the course has like a tick on it, which shows that you've got everything. So obviously, if you do all the things that are like there in front of you, and there's not a tick on it. It means that there's a there's a secret exit, or there's some other thing. To Are do. you talking about the the really faint stamp in the background yes. of the course? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because yes. I couldn't see that for uh, for like two worlds. Yeah. And I started to spot it, and I was like, oh, that's that actually does mean you've completely finished that level. Yes. Yes. That does. That, that's what that means, because it means you found all the secret exits. Because you know you can get to the end of the, some of the levels, and you don't even get a wonder seed. Sometimes yes. it just goes, oh, and then you you sort of like walk out the level and go, that was really anticlimactic yeah exactly like you have to go find the wonder seed or like trigger exactly the yeah, right? yeah. yeah so i mean the game is fantastic also i'm finding like in the sand area i uh, each world has its own like interesting mechanics like in the sand mm -hmm. world there's just hidden levels in this in the desert you just walk out there it's like a mirage yep. kind yeah, of yeah. thing which is cool um and with the drill thing as well, you, the levels are now sort of upside down because you go into the roof and you kind of drill along. The, is, it, is that the one where you go into yes. the, the, the like burrow into the ground, but yep. Yep. you can jump up into the ceiling and go up into the ceiling areas, yeah. of which there is so much stuff up there as well. I know. it's There's it's a lot, but I mean, I haven't played a 2D Mario in a while, but this has been like a great. Again, oh, this is easily the best one since Super Mario World. Like, yes. it, it also, do you see what I mean about it feeling like a direct sequel to Super Mario World? 100%, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it 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 just feels like it just you just carried on from that game. Yeah. Because that game also had all the secret exits and the, the the famous one was the first ghost house where you have to run to the end of the level and then like run and fly back. Yes. And you go up into like a little gap in the roof which where all cool. the ghosts are, and then you run across the roof again, and then you jump back down, and then you unlock what was called the top secret zone, which is where you had an extra life or a Yoshi. Um, two feathers and two fire flowers. Yeah. And you used to go in there and like stock up and then go out into the levels. And I would go back to that constantly to stock up. Yeah, it's, it, was, it was really cool. But in this game, yeah. yeah. I, even the other thing that I, I like is that 
even the hard levels, like the ones, like the secret, uh, the Star Road levels, like they say they have five star difficulty or whatever. Like some of them are actually really hard as well. Which, like, <laughs> in the past when playing like the hard in quotation marks Mario levels, I've been like, ah, it's okay. But then even the secret ones, but these ones, I'm like, oh shit, like this is pretty rough. Uh, which is awesome. So, like, I remember on the train back from Sheffield yesterday i was doing one of the star road levels and it took me like an hour <laughs> to do i haven't it. i haven't completed a single star road level i've not been yeah. able to do them they're too the, difficult there was what yeah there was one of them which was just like like very much try, like had to keep retrying it it probably would have helped if i had sound <laughs> i'll say that yes yeah, sound does play an element like so the music's kind of average but the sound really does play an element because you get the warnings from the little flowers yeah. that tell you where things are and there's also like audio cues to tell you when things are around yeah like, I, I i will say playing it as a travel game means that i am playing it basically without sound because i'm listening to music or listening to a podcast uh, okay. or something which isn't great i know and i could just switch my headphones to be like you know connect to my switch bluetooth um but i'm just lazy and i'm not doing that but yeah so I well, can't glad you're enjoying it anyway. Oh yeah, I mean, like it's, it's great. A... Like it's a fantastic game, even without the music. But I imagine yeah. even with the music, it would be great. Like the rhythm, the rhythm levels probably would have been way. Oh, easier. they're brilliant. Yeah. No, they're they're the, the 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 little songs that the little piranha plants sing as yes. well, like, where they're like, meh, meh, meh. It's, yes. it's so good. It's great. Um, so I've been playing that. I was okay. obviously been playing CS2. I don't need to talk more about that because you're obsessed with it. Yeah, it's, it's my it's mm -hmm. my game of the it's my it's my tipple of the night before I go to bed. Um. But I've also I have I played a game with some friends the other day called um, Beyond All Reason, uh, which is a free-to-play RTS, which is kind of supposed to be like a spiritual successor to Supreme Commander. Okay. Uh, apparently, this game's been around for quite a while, but I only found out about it the other day. Um, but it's pretty cool. Like I think it's interesting playing an RTS again. Uh, and also, what's fun is like looking at the. Um, it's not like a try-hard RTS. Like, I mean, you can play it 1v1, but it seems like most people are playing it in like an 8v8 kind of fashion. Uh, okay. And like, trying to do like, you know, kind of recreate like massive, these huge, large-scale battles kind of thing. Um, oh, good God, it looks it looks very much like StarCraft. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 if, yeah. You, if you've ever seen Supreme Commander, or I think it's like Total Annihilation, it's, it's I, I know of it. I, yeah. Okay, I never played it, though. So, like, I, but it's like a more streamlined version of it, which I think is good, ultimately. Um, but yeah, I've been playing that. It has a weird economy system, but um, apart from that, I mean, it's been great. I mean, it's for, the other thing is that it's fully free to play with zero microtransactions because it's just like a fan-made game uh, and made okay. upheld by the community. So it's just like one of those games where you just download it, give it a go, play it. Like, oh, cool! And then like oh. whatever. Um, I'll give so, that a go. That yeah, if, interesting. If, if, yeah, if people are looking for an RTS to try out that's completely free and pretty good, I'd, I'd recommend it. And also, you can see like massive scale battles. Um, what? else oh and satisfactory update 8 came out recently so i'm going to be playing through that but i, don't, I haven't stopped how was it so. pardon how was it oh uh, was it was it satisfactory, satisfactory? It was satisfactory. Okay, okay. i mean I, i've played it before but i played previous updates but i'm going to try and play uh this one with some friends as well and then see i know but every time you mentioned satisfactory i've tried to lead you to that joke and you've missed it every time <laughs> i'm sorry it was it, it's been it was it's always satisfactory yeah oh Actually, here's a game that I haven't played, but I want to talk about. I'm wondering if you've seen it, and it's getting really popular right now. Have you heard of a game called Lethal Company? No. Okay. So, the premise of this game... Uh, let, let, me, let me 
make sure it's the right name. Yeah, Lethal Company. Okay, so the premise of this game is that it's a co-op horror game uh, where, kind of similar to, like, Phasmophobia and stuff like that, where you and your teammates land on a planet, like an alien planet somewhere, and you basically just have to, like, reclaim items, uh, like, like random shit uh, in, like, a compound to gather you're it. You're terrible like... at selling gay. Yeah, okay. Basically, you <laughs> go, into a planet, go for random shit. It's you're, spooky. You're, you're trying go. to meet a profit margin, okay? It's very, like, dystopian okay. company thing. So you're trying to meet a profit okay. margin, and you go to a planet that's, like, unknown, and there's, like, aliens and stuff there. Or you don't know what's there, right? And it just goes, like, and go make, go collect some stuff and bring it back, and we'll leave the planet. We'll make a profit. Great. It is also a horror game. So basically, you like, watching people play this has been so funny because you only have like you know you you could you communicate through the radio essentially so okay. all you see is like basically your team you go into like a really dark space and your teammates like oh there's like a baseball here so i could probably pick up this baseball and you know oh there's a rubber duck and we'll take the rubber duck back and you know that's worth like two dollars or something that's great mm -hmm. and then you just hear one of them scream and you just go like huh <laughs> and then it's just completely silent <laughs> so it's just like and, and watching all the different monsters and like enemies that people have found is like it's just so fun i think my favorite one i think it's one of those games where like maybe talking about it ruins it a little bit but like i saw one where one teammate was just waiting on the ship waiting for like their friends to come back to with all the stuff to like you know do a hot basically like yeah, yeah. like take off quickly and yep. this giant like attack on titan style thing like giant enemy just like walked out from the fog and just walked to the guy and then because this is from the perspective of one of the people who's already dead because you can spectate your friends and you can just see the guy stare at the titan and just go like what the fuck is that and it just like grabs him and just eats him it does sound very similar to phasmophobia though, yeah, that, that, that is my experience of phasmophobia watching my friends and the people that i was playing with walk out of the house and then me just get to the door it's shut in front of me and all i can see all my, my friends like chatting away in the garden going into the truck out the front yeah and me just screaming inside going ah! As, yeah. a, as, a, as the monster's like tearing my mouth open and stuff. Yeah, like. it, it's it's very much that game, but just in the in the trappings of like searching through an alien planet, and you're all ha wearing hazmat suits, and you're just like working for some like stupid space company, essentially. Kind of like um, uh, I guess kind of like Starship Troopers. But more okay, like was... company focused than military focused. It, it sounds a bit like if you play Endless Dungeon or Endless. Yes. No, Endless yeah, Dungeon. Yeah, yeah. That's I... the first one. Endless isn't it? The, the old one. Endless Space. That's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. you where you have to escort the thing back to. Like you, you go out into a dangerous thing and and it's like a a, a roguelike because it's a, it, the monsters are constantly spawning and you have to escort the diamond back to the ship. Yes. You have to basically go into an area, take the valuable, and bring it back to the ship. Is what you're doing. Yeah. Sounds like it sounds a bit like that, but obviously that's a. Uh, maybe that's a poor comparison, but yeah, I, I'm looking at it now, and I'm definitely going to watch some gameplay of this. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very funny. <laughs> it just looks it's funny, yeah. Very funny. So, have you ever seen those? Uh, the, there's like a YouTube series. I think they're playing. God, what game are they playing? It's like a, it's a it's a like a shooty game. I, I keep thinking Gen Z, but that's not what it is because that's a, that's a generation of people, not a game. Um, armor is it Armor? It's armor, a group yeah, of yeah, idiots yeah. playing Armor, and they're just idiots. Yep. And there's a really famous YouTube series where and it makes me laugh every time I see it because, like, there's one guy trying to act all military and the rest of them are just being morons. Yes. I love the, that series. Is this the bullshittery? Like, bullshittery, that's it, yes. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that's very, just, very funny. That's just like good vibes, right? It's like when, like, yeah, yeah it's like some people are, are taking it seriously and some people are just like, and other I'm people going are not. To, 
I'm going to fly the helicopter now. <laughs> and you're like, please, <laughs> please don't. And you're like, I take helicopter now, goodbye. Um, but yeah, I would say, so if you're looking for a game to play with friends, I'd recommend, and you also don't mind horror games. This is the only other thing, is that like, the game looks great, but I fucking hate horror games. So I don't know if I'd ever play it, but watching it looks, is really fun. Well, no, nothing will ever be as scary as Phasmophobia to me anymore, so nothing yeah. scares me anymore, because that game terrified me. Yeah. Like, like, it was so scary at points. I don't know why there's the, so like I'll, I'll talk about two like one one thing that I always keep seeing which is really funny is like everyone's running and then you hear like another set of footsteps and then everyone goes like wait stop walking and then like the silence <laughs> and then you just see and then like no one's moving and then you just hear like something really rapidly approaching and then everyone just starts <laughs> screaming and running yeah. out of the exit and closing I'll definitely doors. have to give this a yeah, watch yeah, yeah. this or, sounds good or I saw a Twitter clip where <laughs> Someone just walked over to, to to something beeping on the floor. Went, guys, look! I found this like beeping thing on the floor. And then another guy walked over and went like, "Bro, that's a landmine!" And then just like instantly cuts off because the George <laughs> exploded. <and died. laughs> it sounds good. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Uh, what have you been watching? Or what have you played, Clark? So I'll start with what I've been watching because I weirdly watched the Barbie movie. Oh, yes. Um, I managed to obtain it fully legally, of course. Um, yes. Watched it and it was fine. Like I I can see why it got the zeitgeist and got the conversation, but I don't think it's as good as I was, I was expecting. Like, um, it was fine. I got to the end of it and just kind of went, that was a fine movie. It does a lot of good stuff for feminism and it really does rip the shit into Mattel, which yes. is hilarious. Um, I don't really think anything happened. You get to the end of the movie and you're just like, all it took was for one man to fuck up this entire world and turn the matriarchy into a patriarchy. And then it, it, it took all the women to bring it back, mm. which I get. I get the message. I understand. But it just seemed a bit like, oh, OK. But obviously it's the Barbie movie. So what can what can it really do? I, I got to the end of it the same with the same feeling I got to the end of Megan, me, 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 three gun, yes, uh, whatever you call it. Yes, me, three gun, me, three gun, um, where I was just like, that was fine. OK, on with my life. And, and that's what I thought about Barbie. So I was just like, eh, OK. Um, but yes, yeah, so I've just been kind of going through a load of old movies. I finally watched. Um, did we talk about this last time? I watched uh, Princess Mononoke. No, you, I don't. Is this your first oh, time seeing? Oh my god! It? Yes, yes, yeah. in four K as well. Yeah. Oh my god, that is a good movie. Great. Like, I can now, I can now see why it's on the movies that you have to watch before you die list. Like, yes. And and also, I can see so many references in modern movies. Yes. Like thousands, and so I'm really gonna watch that. And next up is Grave of the Fireflies, which I'm oh, told yeah. is a very heavy watch. So, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that one. But yeah, I'm I'm super enjoying my little walkthrough of all the Ghibli movies in 4K because yeah. they really are that I can't stress the point enough they're different movies in 4K. Oh, 100%. They are absolutely stunning because what what happens is is say if you're sitting in you, you know in Spirited Away the scene in the car right at the start where it's the family and the little girl in the car driving to the the place where the the town is. Yes. And and the whole scene is that there's like 10 minutes of them sitting in a car. If you watch the the VHS or the DVD version, all the background is blurred. Because it's like moving by at super speed. If you watch the 4K version, the background is crisp and running at 60 or 120 FPS, mm. and you can see every single frame of animation. And it's it's a different movie. It's so good. Like, and, and I watched a bit of that recently, and I just love that. But yeah, so uh, Princess Mononoke I really enjoyed, which I'm yeah. not surprised at, but it was it definitely lived up to the hype. Um, watched the end of Gen V, so the season came to a finale last week oh, or the yes. week before. Brilliant, just brilliant that show is they've, they've done so well have you finished it yet 
No, I haven't. Honestly, I haven't started watching it yet. I, I've been so more keeping my eye on. Apparently, Invi I only found out the other day, but Invincible season two has been. Yeah, it's just launched. Yeah, I didn't yeah. even realize. I was like, oh. So well, you, you need to, if you've watched The Boys, you need to watch Gen V, and I'm pretty sure you need to watch Gen V before the next season of The Boys as well. Yeah. Because they, they've now mixed together. Like, yes. they've... I mean, it's obvious it was going to go that direction, but but towards the end of the season, the, the two shows start to kind of form a parallel. Yeah, And it, it's very good. Yeah, it's very, very good. It, it's It's easily one of the best shows I've ever seen. Like, it's way up there. It's up there with Lost for me. Which is a, a a big award. Wow, that's huge. um yeah. I, I then also watched uh, the first episode of Heroes again. I oh. I remember that being better oh. than it was. <laughs> yeah, you, you remember Heroes, um, the two thousand and two I think show was it two thousand and two? Yes, I remember yeah. Heroes. That show has not aged particularly well. No, <laughs> I mean it, it was good, but it was. I mean the special effects and stuff are really cringy. Yeah, the acting the acting is super cringy and. and then... You know, and then eventually you'll reach the bit where the writer strike happened. Oh yeah, but I'm I'm talking about just the first episode here, and I I honestly say the first season of that show was flawless, but may have misremembered some parts. Yeah. <laughs> some bits I'm like, ooh, that's a bit, <laughs> bit, bit shitty. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's what I've been watching, um, playing. God, what I've been playing. There's so many things I've been playing in the last few weeks. So the new Mario RPG came out, which we can talk about in a minute. It was yes. it's fantastic. It's as it's as good as I remember it. Um, I've been playing Pokemon X on my 3DS emulator because mm. um, I've, I've actually just bought a Steam Deck, the OLED. Um, oh, nice. So yes, so we can talk about that as well. But I haven't; it hasn't arrived yet. I bought it this morning because oh, okay, cool. I have no self-control because <laughs> um, I have problems. I've been playing Persona 5 Tactica, a um, bit more. Excuse me, I've got hiccups. Hogwarts Legacy. Um, but what else have I been playing? Uh, what have been playing on my Switch? I've been going through quite a few. I've just been like picking up games and sort of finishing off them, the the ones that I've left like half finished. Um, but yeah, I mean for the most part, that's what I've been playing and watching, I guess. So the the, the key ones have been Pokemon X, um, Hogwarts Legacy, which I'm trying to finish because that game is just seems to be infinite. Um, and uh, did I say Super Mario, no, Super Mario RPG, Pokemon yeah. X, and Hogwarts Legacy? Th those are the three that I've been playing. Um, so yeah, that's what I've been doing and kind of getting on with this week. Awesome. Um, but I say we jump into the agenda, which is uh, actually no, let's let's flip it around a bit. Let's talk about Super Mario RPG first, because yeah, tell me about it. Because it's quick. It's it's. So have you played the SNES version of that game? No, it's so I I all I know is that Gino is a character in that game. Gino is a character. I've actually just unlocked Gino. Yeah. Um, and it is so true to the original. But do you remember the Link's Awakening remaster or the remake? Yes. It was beautiful, wasn't yeah, it? Like it was all it was made in like a, like a sort of like a chibi clay style. Yeah, it's a similar sort of glow up, but they've actually taken the original art style and pretty much just glowed up the art style. Yeah, and it is it's wonderful. Like the music's great. The game that they've they've uh, powered up the gameplay a little bit. They've made the combat a bit more reactive and a bit more interesting. So there's like stuff happening in the combat rather than it just being pure turn based. Oh, that's cool. They've made it like you can like do. Uh, reactive base moves and and if you hit the timing at certain times the moves power up or weaken which is quite cool um and there's like lucky events and stuff in the game but but it, it's just wonderful and it's so nice and it looks stunning on the uh when, when i'm playing it on the big screen like it really is made for the big screen this game is uh but it also looks good on the little LED screen as well so that's fine uh but i, I can't recommend it enough if, if you're a fan of final fantasy and you're a fan of mario this is this is the perfect middle ground yeah yeah, and you you can definitely see where 
um, a lot of the modern RPGs have got some of their ideas from because uh, Super Mario RPG is what Square Enix were like testing. Sorry, SquareSoft at the time mm-hmm. were testing a lot of mechanics for the later Final Fantasies. Oh, so sure. it was this. Th- this was the last game before Final Fantasy VII, I think. Yeah, which... I feel like I should give it a shot. Maybe, maybe when I finish Super Mario Wonder, I'll give it a shot. But, yeah, it's um... worth it. But it's it's one of those ones that. So I, I initially bought it digitally, and then I cancelled the sale just before it went through. Yeah. Um, because I realised I'm going to play this, and I'm never going to play it again. I'm going to complete yes. it, and it's just going to sit in a library. So I'm also selling loads of my Switch games at the moment because I've got hundreds of the bloody things. Yes. And I'm not playing any of them, so I'm getting rid of loads of them. And because they retain their value, it's really easy to sell. So I bought this boxed so I could resell it afterwards. Yeah, I think it's um, a big yeah, it's fine. to have boxed as well. Definitely is. I can see why people want to collect it. I, I don't particularly like the box art because it's just a white box with characters on it, it's, which yeah. is odd. Um, but this is one that I'm going to play once and I will, it will then be forgotten, I think. But I'm enjoying it. It's, it's a good game. If you can get it cheap, it's well worth it. So get it off like Shop 2 or something and it's lovely. Yeah um but yeah so we could also talk very briefly about because i think game of the year nominees will probably chat quite a bit about yeah that'll um take but, a bit of time. but we'll have a quick chat about persona 5 tactica because that came out last week as well have you played it yet at all no i've heard it's good it, it's on is it on game pass it is on game pass yes. yes yeah i have not had a chance to play it yet but i've heard well i mean the the pre-review stuff said it was pretty decent if i remember correctly it's fine yeah it's fine it's it's not a not a not at all close to Persona 5 itself. No. Um, it's a completely different art style, so it's like... Uh, like it's chibi, a, right? Sort of chibi, like hand-drawn sort of stylish. Um, yeah. Like an anime kind of comic booky style, I would say. Um, and it's it's fine. The, the gameplay is very difficult. Like, it, it, I'm already struggling to complete levels, and I'm like two hours in. Oh, wow. So it's hard. It's very, And I'm playing on normal difficulty, so it's quite hard um the story is kind of nonsense like you've been sucked back into the metaverse for no reason um and there's a woman that wants to get married and that's the whole story so far and she's kidnapped all of the phantom thieves apart from joker and you've you've met a new friend who is obviously this game's new uh, protagonist sorry um and morgana's with you as well and that's it you just go into battle and you have to try and rescue the phantom thieves because they've all been made horny so that the story (laughs) of this game is they're all horny I see. Um, which is the same story as Persona 5, but this time they really have been made horny because she's like, she's put like chains on them and it's, it's all very dominatrix inspired, like by the looks of it. Yeah. Um, and the main uh, antagonist is basically this dominatrix bride who is putting chains around people's necks and putting chains on them and turning them into their like love slaves. Ugh. And she's then sending them out to kill you yeah. for some reason because she wants to have the perfect wedding. And that's all I've got from the story so far. And I'm like, okay <laughs> this doesn't seem like a very strong story but i'm, I'm sure it will go somewhere because you know the persona story is pretty cool yeah i'm enjoying I, it I, I but i don't these, think i'm like, gonna stick with it i find these offshoot games like i remember there was persona 3q and persona 4q if you, you mean q2 and q2 labyrinth yes <laughs> yes that's the name of them, Q2 and Q2 Labyrinth. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what they're called. Like these, yeah. th- like I, this game seems similar-ish to those, and I remember the story of those games being a bit like fan servicey. Yeah, if you get what I mean. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, I but yeah, I, I haven't got, I haven't got much to say in it. Like, I, I don't think the music's as good because uh, the music to Persona Five is it's insane. fucking brilliant. Like, yeah. it's so good. It's so funky and so like. It really, it's the proper earworms. Like, it really gets in. But the yeah. music of this game is just like, it's sort of remixes of Persona 5 music, but not good ones. Yeah. And you're just like, eh, okay. 
like there's a reason that like the music from Persona Five and Four even is still used in like lots of YouTube videos and stuff like that to this day because it's incredible. Just bangers. It's just yeah, it it really is bangers. But I I mean to to, to bring it to a closing point, I, I would recommend trying it on Game Pass because it's it's free yeah. in inverted commas. Um, but I don't think it's a I don't think it's going to be one that's going to hit the zeitgeist. Like no one's going to be talking about this game. Yeah, because it's just like have you played Persona Five? Yes, I have. Okay, that's going to be the conversation. Now I might see if my partner wants to give it a shot because I know she likes turn-based games and uh, she also enjoyed Persona Five. So maybe it it does it. do a lot with combat, but I feel like it's really overcomplicated the combat. Like everything you do can change the way the battle goes. Like you can do these like group moves if you surround the enemy in a certain way, but you have to down an enemy, and to down an enemy you have to do this, and to do this you have to do that. And it's like it's a bit much. Like there's yeah. a, there's a lot going on, and um, like the thing is with Persona Five. If you remember the original versus Royal, the combat system was really complicated in the original, and they sort of decomplicated it for Royal. If you yeah, remember, they, stream, they streamlined it and made yeah. it like interesting in different ways. Which I well, they made it make good. sense. Yeah. Because yeah. if you remember in the in Persona Five, you had that thing where you could like barter with the monsters. Yes. But th- there was no reasoning to it or no point. Yeah. Whereas yeah. in Royal, you turned out that the monsters had personality types, and if you got the right personality type, you would get a certain reaction out of them, which is what you wanted, and you had to start to learn the different types based on how they were talking. Yeah. Whereas in the original, that wasn't ever made clear, and it was just like. Is she horny or does she want to kill me? And how do I respond? Do I be horny or do I respond in like a murderous way? Like, I don't know what I do here. Yeah, exactly. Um, But yeah, so Tactica feels like it's just a very overcomplicated series of mechanics that may be unnecessarily overcomplicated. Because I get to the end of each battle and I'm like... I forgot I had half of those things and I didn't use any of that. And that was complicated. It's it's confusing. Mm. But it's whatever. Yeah, yeah know, so that's, I'm, I'm surprised yeah. they haven't like shown anything from. I know, mean, I know they they've they've said that they're working on Persona Six, but they haven't shown. Oh, it's definitely on its to... way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think we're going to see that in the first quarter of next year. I yeah. mean, cause you know they announced the GTA Six trailer is coming in December. Yes. N- now is the time for the big bangers to start stepping forward again true. because we've had an incredible year for games. Uh, but it's been a somewhat like back and forth year. Like there's not really been anything that people have attached to. Yeah. Next year, I think is going to be where like the big franchises are going to be like, okay, it's time for the next ten years of this. Yeah. So Persona Six. Um, I think we're going to see like an. I mean, you've got the Star Wars Outlaws game, which which is looking incredible. Um, there's some big stuff coming next year. Like I'm looking yeah. forward to it. Do you think GTA uh, Six, the GTA Six trailer is going to be at the Game Awards, or do you think it will be like they just drop it whenever they want? I guess they could just drop it whenever they want. I feel like they're just gonna. I don't know why they would attach it to the game awards. Yeah. Um, but I can't. I, I can't really talk on that because you know. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm somewhat related to it, so I'd rather yes. not speak on that. Um, okay. Anyway, so let's talk about uh... the game of the year nominees. Yeah. Or do you want to talk yeah. just quickly? Should we should we finish on that and just quickly talk about the Steam Deck OLED? Because you ordered one today. And the Walking right? Dead game as well. Yeah. I mean, the Walking we'll, Dead we'll, game we'll, is just looks fucking terrible, man. It looks, it looks incredible. It looks Are you funny. joking? Like, it looks really funny. So let's talk about the Walking Dead game quick because I think we can cover this really quickly. But like some of the cutscenes are just not animated. Yeah. So it, it, it like. There's a bit where, in fact, in the clip that I've linked, uh, the guy's taking like 10 shotgun shots to the face. It's Rick yes. from The Walking Dead. And he's just not reacting. He's just like, ow, ow, ow. And it carries on. Yeah. Um, but like, if you watch some of the videos, some of the, the, the like the facial animations just stop working halfway through. Like, it's almost 100% AI generated. Yeah. Oh, Cause, cause... kind of sick, actually. 
it, it looks it looks so bad it could be good. Like you know how Kong is bad because it's terrible and Gollum is bad because it's terrible. Yes. This is just on the line of being so bad that it could be fun to play. Yeah. Because it just looks ridiculous. Like it, it looks like a fever dream. It looks which like which is an, what AI is. It looks like an Xbox 360 game. Yeah, but made by AI. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure it's 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 almost entirely AI generated. I, I, I could be wrong. I could be misrepresenting, and I don't want to do that. Yeah. Um. But it does look like that, and it's it's from it's from the company called Game Mill. Yeah. Um. Who were also I think they made um Skull Island. I think is what they made, which is the Kong game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my god, this crouch animation looks sick, dude. He looks the whole like thing he, looks like, terrible. Like when he's crouching and walking, it looks like he's just he he's just holding in a shit. Like he's just really trying to get into the toilet. <laughs> uh, this game actually, I can't, I can't, I can't wait for the donkey video on this vi- on this game. This is your game of the year, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, this yeah, is this it. Game We've got right it. <laughs> so um, I've just played the video where he's like crouching, like yes. to walk forwards. It, yeah, it looks like he's taking a shit. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, <laughs> this game looks terrible. Yeah. It just looks like bad, like bad Dead Rising combat. <laughs> okay, so actually, a little spin-off from this. Have you seen... Um, I need to find it. It's called Jesus something. Um, Jesus Adventure. Yeah, I the, am the, G- the adventure I, of... I Am Jesus. I Am Jesus. G- I Am Jesus Christ. I Am Jesus Christ. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, so have you seen what that actually is? Uh, yeah, it's like, it's like a first I think we've discussed shoot, this before. Right? Yeah. No, no, have you seen what it is, though? Like How they've made this game in, in such a cheap way? No. What they've done, what they've what they've stolen, or no, maybe not stolen. Did. I don't know. It's just Assassin's Creed Odyssey reskinned. Wait, it's it's almost directly Assassin's Creed Odyssey. The UI is the same, the mechanics are the same, and the, the like the interactions and everything, even the the textures and stuff used in the map are the same. Oh my god! It, it's it's a direct rip of Assassin's Creed Odyssey. <laughs> like like, not even forgivably so. It it it's a copy. Yeah. But with just Jesus as the main character. Oh my god. <laughs> Which, if anything, that's a way to sell a game, if you ask me. Like, I'd buy it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just, you got me. You got me. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the Walking Dead game, I would say avoid. Yes. <laughs> or play to enjoy and, or, and see yourself go insane. Yeah. It could be fun. Could Have be a fun. Good time. Um, this just but as you said, about... Steam Deck OLED. Yes. Uh, sorry. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. so I was about to say because I'm tempted. So I didn't buy the original Steam Deck, but this one, did I? like, it seems like they're doing a bigger marketing push, or maybe it's just because I'm playing a lot of Counter Strike Two, so I see it on my Steam homepage yes, every day. Yes, that is true. Um, that's what you'll be but, seeing. But like, it looks pretty good. Then I'm like, it maybe does. So it's time for me to get a Steam Deck. So it's not just an L. It's not just an OLED upgrade. It's got a better battery. It, it's like the Steam. Uh, sorry, it's like the the Switch OLED compared to the original. There's like better, slightly better performance. Yeah. But this one actually does have better performance. Uh, like it's it it does have better performance. Uh, compared to the original because it just runs better. Mm. Um, it's quicker. It doesn't overheat as much. Uh, it weighs the same. It's the same size. Uh, but obviously the screen is beautiful and this the it, it also costs the same price as the original. Yeah, which, which is, is quite crazy. a big thing. Yeah. If I, I thought they would have bought this out of like eight hundred or something, but I just bought it this morning for five fifty. Yeah. Um, and I, I bought it mainly because it can emulate every single thing on the planet, yes. like up to uh, I want to say PS3 is where it stops off, but it can also do 3DS and, and it's got the touchscreen as well. So this is going to be finally a way for me to take 3DS games portably, which is ironic because that's how 3DS games were originally made. Um, but you, you emulating 3DS games on anything at the moment is very difficult, other than a very powerful PC. So and you can't really take a PC around with you. Like I'd, you know, I'd get kicked off the flight for dragging my tower on the yeah, exactly. flight with me. <laughs> no, this is mine. Plug it in. No, uh, that's what I'd be like. 
Um, but yeah, so it com uh, com comparable to the standard Steam Deck, like if you're running, say, so the, 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 the game they used to compare here, if you're running on the same settings on both, on the Steam Deck, it runs at 60 FPS for Doom Eternal, but on the Steam Deck OLED, it runs at 90 FPS with a 90 hertz refresh rate compared to a 60 hertz refresh rate. Yeah. And it brings the input lag down from 77 milliseconds to 51 milliseconds, which is quite a big difference. Like, yeah. That, I mean, for, for nerds, I'm a nerd, um, that's a noticeable difference. Like, And f considering it's the same price, and I was on the line of buying a normal Steam Deck anyway, it seems like a no-brainer for me to get this console. Yeah. Right, so that's why I bought it this one. And this is how I've convinced myself to buy it, by the way. I'm, I'm just taking myself back through my, my verification process to actually buy the game. <laughs> by, by the console, <laughs> sorry, not the game. Because, you know, I've got a massive Steam library, and I've got tons of emulated stuff, so now I can just combine it all together and emulate on the go, which is going to be lovely. Yeah. That's why I bought it. Mm. Yeah, so good, good. Yeah, I'm tempted. I'm Steam tempted. Deck OLED. I'm just thinking about and what also... I would play on it, but I, I guess I just need to look through my Steam library. But Well, well, yeah, exactly, yeah. And the funny part is, is it also emulates the Switch better than running the Switch. Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> so you can play Breath of the Wild at 60 FPS on it. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> Which is terrible, but great. Uh, and also, so my boss at work um, bought a Steam Deck, um, the, the original, about... Mm -hmm five weeks ago just oh, just the no. like the week before they announced the oled and he was like oh and it was just because you can't refund them yep so you buy them and that's it there's no refunds yeah and... <laughs> oh, that, <laughs> just that was funny that sucks but yeah so that's good um right. but yeah so that's the steam deck yeah very cool i might buy one i'm tempted but i need to find i need to find a game that i think i want to play on it first i'm kind of like do you think it will run tekken 8 <laughs> play Tekken 8 on a Steam Deck on, on low graphics yes it would yeah but yeah that's why, fine why, why, would you, why would you be playing a fighting game on, on the Steam Deck I just want to play it portably like practice oh, okay, fair. Just practice combos while I'm on the oh stream. plus you can play online I guess as well so, yeah. yeah yeah so I'm like <laughs> and I mean it, it, it goes full circle because you can plug it into your TV too because you can get the dock for it too exactly yeah I, I yeah mean, so I will get the dock I mean also to be fair I played the Tekken 8 beta and my current PC is struggling so, I might buy. A new, I'm, I think I'm gonna buy it's a time. new PC soon. Anyway. Well, I mean, we discussed this last time. Like, it's time yes. for you to get a new PC. Yes, and I was doing the same thing, but instead of a new PC, I went Steam Deck, and I'm just gonna give yeah. my current PC a few more years of life. I think. Yeah, that's fair. We'll see. But yeah. So right. anyway, let's jump on to game of the year. Game of the year. All right. Um, so let's talk. Let's talk about the. Let's just go through the awards that we care about. Like, we can skip the ones that we don't really care about. Obviously, let's start with the big one, which is the game of the year. Um, which is expected, I guess. There's one interesting thing of note. So the nominees are Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4, Super Mario Wonder, and Tears of the Kingdom. So yep. the big one here that a lot of I've seen a lot of people talking about is that Starfield is not here. And which, Jedi Survivor. Yes. Which, Fallen Order. Survivor? What's the no, second Fallen one? Order, Fallen Order. Fallen Order. Yeah, so so the Starfield one is interesting because like people were expecting, and most people expect like a Bethesda game that comes out. They're like, okay, well, it's going to be the game of the year, and yeah. it's in, and it. I think it's pretty good. Well, I say good. I think it's interesting for the industry that like Starfield is not just automatically here, which is it is, cool. but it it question it raises the question as to how did that happen? Yeah, like. Is it because the game isn't very good? Because I, I will admit the game isn't great. I got no. to the end of it and I was just like, I don't like this. I'm not gonna, yeah. I'm not, oh, this this needs to be cyberpunked. Yes. It needs to go back, have two years in the in the oven and come back out. 
Um, but why is Resident Evil 4 on there? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's also why is that there? I mean, it's good. Yeah. I mean, it's good, but it is just a remake. It's just Resident Evil 4 again. But it's missing Hogwarts Legacy, which is a very yes. good game. Jedi yeah. Fallen Order, which is a bloody brilliant game, which I, I would put as one of my potential game of the years. Yeah, that one and, I'm not sure about. Hogwarts Legacy. And Space I, Yeah. I mean, Hogwarts Legacy, I can understand why they didn't put it in, because they probably just want to, they don't want to catch the smoke. You know what I mean? Like you reignite the the, yeah, the transphobia wanna, fire. Yeah, they don't want to yeah. reignite the flames. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, we we have, I I'm assuming we're in agreement that Baldur's Gate three is going to win this. I think it's going to be Tears of the Kingdom. You think so? I still I still think it's going to be Tears of the Kingdom. Mm. Have you met Nintendo fans? Yes, <laughs> I have met Nintendo fans, but I think Baldur's Gate three is like. Yeah, it's gonna it's it's gonna be super close. Yeah. But I think I think it's going to be um, Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. That, that it's one and two, basically. Those are going to yeah. be one and two for sure. Yeah, of course they are. Mario so, Wonder's not got a chance. I don't even know why that's on there. I mean, it's a good game. Uh, don't get me wrong. It's a great game, but it's not game of the year. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's like, to me, that's like trying to put like a, a like DLC compared to a full game. Yeah. Which uh, is that a bad comparison? Because some DLCs have been amazing, like the Blood and Wine DLC for well, Witcher I mean, has been incredible. Cyberpunk DLC. I mean, I'm sure there'll yeah. be an award where Cyberpunk's going to win something. Cause I feel yeah. Like but I, I don't think Resident Evil 4 is even going to get a vote. Like, that just no. seems odd. I mean, it was a great game, but I don't think it's a game. It's, it, it doesn't stand up to the same scale, unfortunately, as like some of these other games. But the, so. the two games on there that I, I think are going to struggle, even though I, I even though one of them is the one I think is going to win, which is Tears of the Kingdom, is you've got Spider-Man 2 and Tears of the Kingdom. They're both platform locked. Yeah. And Baldur's Gate 3 is also not available on Xbox. So they're all restricted in audiences in some way. Yes. Apart from Alan Wake 2, which is on everything, apart from Switch, obviously, because, you know, no one. Yeah. Yeah. But then Hogwarts Legacy just came out on Switch as well, too. Mm, not very great reviews. <laughs> Apparently, they, they've really taken some liberties. Like, they, they've really cut some stuff down. Yeah. Um, but I haven't watched a video on it yet, so I need to watch that. But the Digital Foundry video, they were like, oof. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, um, so, so next award is Best Game Direction, which is basically just, if you didn't win Game of the Year, you get this one. So, yeah, this is like runner-up. Yeah, it's the so, same nominees. So whichever one out of Baldur's Gate 3 and Tears of the Kingdom didn't win, they're going to get this one. <laughs> so. Now, I didn't... I don't agree. Oh yeah, I think it's going to be Mario Wonder. Because that game, I think, had incredible direction. Uh, I know. I but then say... I haven't played Alan Wake 2. I haven't played Baldur's Gate yeah. 3. I love Tears of the Kingdom, but I don't think it was the direction that made Tears of the Kingdom strong. I think it was the... The, the the kind of the bolstering of the world. I don't think it was the direction that won there. Yeah. Um. But you're you're right. If 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 one wins of the two that we've chosen, the other one will be this one. Yes. But then, yeah. And then um, we got the next one, which is best narrative, which is pretty similar, except for yeah. we've got we've got <laughs> um yeah Cyberpunk, Phantom Liberty, and Final Fantasy 16 here. So I've heard the Final Fantasy 16 story is not great. <laughs> Which it's is supposed why... to be like really poor. Yeah, which is like, why the fuck is it here then? <laughs> but, mm. um... So I think I think Spider Man Two might get this, you know. You think so? For yeah, because people, people, well, well, I don't think it's going to win any of the other two awards, and as a result, I think it will just get this one because people be like, yeah, but I did love Spider Man Two, and they'll, they'll they'll vote at this point because this will be the third vote they get to on the list. Yeah, and I think they'll just say they want to give it that because they've run out of votes for the other ones because they've already voted on Baldur's Gate and Tears of the Kingdom. Okay, with but that then, logic, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch this. I'm gonna switch up my 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 what, what wins what. Okay, if we're okay. going by that logic, 
Game of the Year is Tears of the Kingdom. Of course. Best Game Direction is Spider-Man 2. Okay. And Best Narrative is Baldur's Gate 3. Okay, alright. Okay. Alright. I, I see where you're going with the logic, and I do agree with you. Yeah, this is not my votes, by the way. This is just my this predictions. Is yeah, this is me, me gaming the system. I, I think I'll line up with your predictions there, because yeah. I don't think Phantom Liberty is going to get a chance, because it's not Phantom Liberty that people have enjoyed. I think it's Cyberpunk in general that people have enjoyed. Yes, I think it's the revamp of the whole thing. Yeah. Although apparently the story of Phantom Liberty has been pretty good. Yeah, I, I can't argue that it isn't, but I think people have gone back to Cyberpunk and enjoyed Cyberpunk is what's yes. happened. Yes, Um But, so we agreed on that one, but next up is Best Art Direction, which is where we start to get some new yeah. people on. Well, so, we get Hi-Fi Rush and Liza P, which yes. is... Alongside Alan Wake 2, Mario Wonder, and Tears of the Kingdom. So, so, so what do you think here? What are you thinking? This one, I honestly think Hi-Fi Rush should win. I think really? Hi-Fi Rush is amazing. Yeah, I've, I think like they really captured the Saturday morning cartoon vibe. Like I've watched all the gags and all the like like visual parts of it are like amazing. Lies of P like looks great. But, like, there's a lot of areas, especially in the later game, I'll say that. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention, I am on the. I think I'm on the final boss of Liza P. But, <laughs> I'm still stuck uh, at the same boss I was on last time we spoke. <laughs> yeah, like, like I think the last area is pretty bland, <laughs> I'll say that. Okay, fair. Yeah, so, I think, the early, obviously, the early sections of the game are great. And the mid, there's some middle sections which look cool as well, but, yeah, it just gets a bit bland later on. Um, See, I, I thought Liza P would take this one. You think it's, so? it's a difficult one because these are all strong nominees. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think Hi-Fi Rush has got a chance here. Although, then again, be, this being the first time it shows up on the list, yeah. people are like, oh, I remember that game, it was great, and then they'll vote for it. So. I think Hi-Fi Rush, I think Hi-Fi Rush has got a chance because it's the also the most unique out of all these games. Like, you know, Mario Wonder looks great, but it's Mario, you know? Yeah. Like, Tears of the Kingdom, we already saw it from Breath of the Wild. Alan Wake yep. 2, I'm, I, I mean, I'll be honest, I haven't actually seen Alan Wake 2, but I'm sure it's just more like it's like it's gonna look like um a dark the, town in maine you know like control it's just gonna yeah. look like control with slightly better like rendering it's control in the forest is what it is yeah basically yeah. so i don't know i i'll be interested i actually don't know which one will win this i, I think i would yeah, be interested if hi-fi rush or liza p win it that would be cool but, it'd be cool yeah. But the next up is score and music, and for me, I think I just default to Final Fantasy because Final Fantasy always has incredible music, and Final Fantasy 16 did have really good music. Mm. Uh, but I don't think the music in Hi-Fi Rush was very good. I thought it was very average. Yeah. Um, in fact, quite forgettable. The music in Tears of the Kingdom was just more of Breath of the Wild, so I, I think we've already had that vote like three years ago. Yeah, but it's still. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's still. It's, I, I, I'm not complaining about it, but yeah. if you're comparing it to Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy music is always going to win to me. Yeah, that's um, right. And then I've not played Baldur's Gate 3, so I don't know what the music's like. And Alan Wake 2, I've heard a piece of the music from that, and I'm like, uh, okay, fine. Yeah, I'm honestly not sure for this one. I don't think I have enough insight to really say. On but I, I, f I feel like a big turning point with the game of the year this year is that most of these were the same game. So it's just going to be people just picking votes, and I don't think people are going to be putting too much thought into it mm. because it's it's consumed with the same three or four games in every single voting category. Yeah. So I think people are just going to be like, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. I, I don't think it's a good selection of Game of Year at all, and I don't think it's a good selection of any of the categories. Mm. I, think, I think they're all really poorly picked. Yeah. They, you, you're, but, I mean, you get the, you're, we are seeing the classic, like, 
game of the year thing of like you know you just see the same fucking games every yeah. category and it's just it's it's just irritating yeah. like, it's just like okay but yeah, then you've also i mean how many categories should we go through because there are a lot yeah, I mean, we'll skip we'll skip some of the ones that we don't really care about. I mean, obviously, there's all the fucking esports ones. Yeah, no one gives a shit about it. Even the esports don't care about that anymore. Yeah, so like best audio design, I'm assuming it's going to be between Hi-Fi Rush and Spider-Man Two, just from like vibes. Yes, I I think Spider-Man Two might take that because more people have played it. Yes. P- purely just because more people have got exposure to that title, but Hi-Fi Rush did have good audio. Yeah. I just don't think the music was very good. Yeah. Um. Uh, best and then performance. Ne- ne- I don't really know. Uh, I'm interested here because okay. these are. I mean, I, I do recognise all of these characters. So Ben Star from Final Fantasy is hot, so he gets my vote there. <laughs> but then uh, Cameron Monaghan from Jedi Survivor actually did do that role really well. Like it was a good role. Yeah. I haven't seen Idris Elba in Cyberpunk. I don't know who Melanie Liebert is. I don't know who Neil Newbon is. And Yuri Lowenthal, I've I mean, never true. heard of in my life. I mean, I I know Yuri Lowenthal very well because he voices like a million anime characters so. I, I just don't know these people though is the problem yeah. i know the first three i don't know the last three yeah and that, that's not to minimalize their work because i'm sure their work is fantastic but i just don't know who they are so yeah it's the same with the esports stuff i can't vote in it because i don't know who they are i heard idris elba was quite good in the cyberpunk dlc he's good in everything because it's idris elba i mean it's idris elba yeah so so um, the next one i'm not sure we can talk about because okay. innovation and accessibility unless the, you've got a comment on this the biggest one i have is that street fire 6 was accessible enough that a, com- a person who was completely blind was able to enter a tournament a street fire 6 tournament and win a few games because of all so the I, accessibility options in that game because of how much they added and they want to cater to everyone so i just want to i also picked street fighter 6 by the way in, yeah. in, when i voted for this category i picked street fighter 6 purely for the fact that they've added that system where you can fight and use moves that are really complicated by just pressing one button if yep. you want to exactly and they've all, made yeah exactly that all the modern control scheme stuff, all the sound things to help people who are visually impaired, all yep. the yeah, I think it's amazing. So I so I you, you, would I, vote for Street Fighter Six. I do appreciate you're looking at it from a from a partially able standpoint, which yes. is how I should be looking at it too. Yeah. I'm just looking at it in terms of accessible to everyone. Both, like yeah. as in let's get thousands more people playing this game how do we do that let's make it easier like, yeah that's, that's what they've done but we, 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 there's no incorrect answer here like, yeah. i'm just glad that you're looking at it from that perspective yeah honestly i think i think they did an amazing job so oh good good, good, good. Uh, let's move on games to... for impact games would for... be an interesting oh i completely forgot i played this game and i didn't talk about what i played um so i've only played oh i played two of the games on here one I is Terranel, which was ages ago. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Chance of Sonar. This is a game I play. I, did I just talk about this? You did, yes. Oh, what? Last, uh, last I, don't, I don't know if you talked about it on the pod or not, but I, I, you mentioned it to me a, a, a few weeks back. Yes. It is yeah. a fantastic... Me and my partner, we basically just like no life to this game because we started playing it and then we were just like, we have to finish it because we got so stuck in. But it's a game uh, that's about kind of translating languages to help different races of people who live in this tower communicate with each other but it's like an infer it's like an inferred knowledge game uh it's fantastic and i would highly recommend it if you like kind of like deciphering languages and mysteries and stuff like that i don't but (laughs) yeah i loved it i thought i'm looking at it it looks like a really lovely game like it looks really cool yeah you're playing as like a hooded woman who's like hunched over and she's trotting around all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it basically, it's just like it, it has so many good epiphany moments of like, oh, I finally understand like what the fuck these people are saying to me. You know, stuff like that <laughs> okay. kind of thing. Yeah, it's great. Um, 
Well, uh, so the other games in this category, so you've got Chia and Venba and Goodbye Volcano High. Chia, I thought was boring. Yeah. Venba, I didn't get the point of. I like, I liked the cultural aspects of it, but there was no game. It was yes. just boring. Uh, Terra Nil, I still mean to play. I haven't played it yet, and I, it looks okay. like I'd probably enjoy it. Uh, Goodbye Volcano High, I watched a video of it, and I was like, oh, this is just what happens if furries make games. Yeah. Because um, Goodbye Volcano High is extremely furry-infused. Like, it's it's creepy in some places. It's yeah. like furries meet bronies. Yes. It's, it's a bit odd. Maybe I'm misjudging it, and I apologize if I am. Yeah, I, really I, 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 don't, I haven't seen enough of it. So I feel like it's very, like, teenage... Uh, it's a game for like younger teenage audiences kind of thing, and I think I've kind of outgrown that a little bit. But to me, it looks me. like the game that if if Tumblr were to make a game, that's what they would make. Yeah, I mean that's the vibe, but like you know, yeah. If so, if that's your vibe, I mean that's that's great. Sure. Yeah. There's no judgment there, but it's just not for me. Like, like yeah. you said, I think I've grown out of it. Um, um, a space for the Unbound though. I'm looking at the videos for it right now, and it, it looks like a game that I would quite enjoy. <laughs> yeah. In in terms but, of. So, so obviously, looking at this from like a perspective of games for impact, I've only played two of these games, so it's hard for me to say. But I think the I can see why Chance of Sonar and Terra Nil are on here. Terra Nil is way is very obvious because it's like it's a game about re what's it uh, saving the environment or rebuilding the environment rather than like polluting it. You're doing yeah. like basically factory on the nose. in reverse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like okay, yeah. I mean, it's, it visually looks amazing when you like fully, when you fully save uh, like a atmosphere kind of thing. And it does actually, it did actually teach me about like, um, you know, controlled for how you can kind of like make land fertile with like controlled forest fires and stuff like that. Yeah. Which I guess yeah. is like more than I was expecting from playing like a video game. So that's very cool. Uh, and Chance of Sonar, the message there is more to do with like, hey, maybe we could, instead of like shutting off people and not discussing, like, you know, talking to each other with races and you know, kind of thing, it's like, it's kind of being accepting of other people's cultures and talking to them. And hey, if we are able to communicate, maybe instead of fighting with each other, we can come to an agreement and help each other, kind of thing, which obviously yeah. is like a standard message. But I think it's great. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I, but I guess. Chance of Sonar, I would probably vote for, but then I don't know the other games. So yeah, I, I don't know enough about any of them to really make a, a, a like a strong vote there. Yeah. Um, the one that did get me though was Best Ongoing, which is the next category. Yeah. Um, I had to think about this a lot because it's Cyberpunk's in there, and I was like, Cyberpunk isn't a live service, but it's not calling it a live service game. No. It's it's a game that has developed well over time. Yes. Which I think Cyberpunk should win. Because yeah. it has developed well since it launched in such a shitty state. Yes. The problem is Genshin Impact's on here, and that has 20 bajillion players, so yes. that might win the vote. And, and obviously Fortnite's on there, yeah. yeah. But I, I don't know why Final Fantasy 16's on there, because that's not really an ongoing title to me. Like, I, don't know I think that's it's improved. 14. I think, it's, I, think, is that, I think that's... Oh, that I is think... fourteen. That's that's um, Dirtplander. It lo- it looks like sixteen because it yeah, looks yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't know if they've got. Uh, well, I mean, I don't. I haven't played either. So I no, that is Dirtplander. That's yeah. that's the character from fourteen. You're right. It is. It's um. They call him Dirtplander. It's um. <laughs> Midlander is what he is. That's his oh, okay. race. Yeah. But because he's this like every man bit of an idiot that kind of gets involved in really stupid. Everyone calls him Dirtplander. Yeah. Um. Apex Legends don't give a shit about. Uh. But Final Fantasy fourteen. Now that might actually get my vote because that game is just continually smashing it like it's yeah. getting better and better and better every year they keep yeah they just keep right just smashing out the park so. yeah uh best community support i don't know well, enough about this so well there's there's a thing attached to this so destiny 2 was voted for best community support 
Yeah. Destiny 2 has just wiped out all of their community team. Yeah. Uh, they had a mass round of redundancies where they got rid of not all of them, but most of their community team. Mm. I don't think that's deserving of best community support, if you ask me. I think that's a very insensitive category to offer that game after doing that. I think that's that's shitty. Agreed. Um, like, it, it shouldn't be in there. Yeah. It's. Uh, but then I know someone who works for No Man's Sky on their community team, and they have, they've done a really good job of supporting their player base. So if it was just based on my personal opinion, I would say No Man's Sky. Yeah. Professionally, I have no idea about any of these games, so I don't know. I yeah, can't give a that's an accurate answer. Now let's talk um, about the the important categories. We've got best independent game and best debut indie game, which is like basically the same category. So <laughs> one like... of these, one of these for me, best independent game for me is the outstanding creative and technical achievement in a game. While I want to say Dave the Diver and Dredge, I think for outstanding technical achievement uh, made outside traditional publisher system, it's going to have to be Cocoon. Yeah, because. I... Because, just because of what that game does. I still need to play it. I need well, to play I, it. I didn't really enjoy it, but, but for what it does is very impressive. Maybe I'll play it. It, it puts levels within levels within levels, which yeah. is, it, it breaks your brain. Like, my, my brain couldn't, like, I couldn't get through it because it was too confusing for okay, me. I and I didn't particularly enjoy it. But it, it was, it gave me very similar feelings to, like, early journey. Yes. It, it doesn't continue that way, but it, it feels early on in journey. Yeah. But then... Dave the Diver was a fucking brilliant game. Yeah. I can't fault that game in any way. I feel as like was they... Dredge. Yeah, I feel and like as Dave... was Sea of Stars. I feel like Dave the Diver should win this. I feel like it made but enough I... buzz that like... It, it, sh- it should win for best indie game, but based on what the category is calling itself, outstanding creative and technical achievement, I don't think it does either very well. Like It's, it's a creative game, but it's not outstandingly creative. It's just a game. It's a, you know, it's a game about diving and making a sushi restaurant. Yeah, but I think yeah, but like that description alone, I don't think describes the vibe that Dave the Diver has with all the like you know the kind of characters and the mo- the small moments of like you know yeah they yeah. have it has so much polish that it yeah. doesn't need to have, but all those levels of polish, I think itself is a bit of like a creative achievement to make yeah. like I think if I you agree. got rid of all the like cutscenes of like you know like oh when you upgrade your sushi and you see like Boncho like you know like draw the knife and do like a crazy thing or like when you upgrade your gun you have like the anime chibi guy like you know whatever upgrade your gun with the hand and stuff like that the robot hand like i don't think it would be the same game so no, i think that's right. why I yeah i think that's the thing that's that sets it apart from like dredge for example like dredge is good but i think that's just from like a technical like you know oh, people like inventory management we realize that people enjoy inventory management I think. Well, I mean, you've seen there's a game coming out called Backpack Warrior, I think, or Backpack, Backpack Wonder or something. Backpack Battles. I forgot to talk about that. Uh, yeah, that's actually it's... a game that I've been addicted to. I completely forgot. I have like <laughs> fi- I have like 30 hours in it. Uh, that game is incredible. It's also annoying because like I had a game. It's incredibly similar to a different game idea I had, but it's basically the new. I remember you saying events. this. Yeah, it's the new. Yeah, Super I remember you said events. this. Yeah, it's amazing. Um. But no, so because of that game, I was like, okay, people really are liking like the backpack management system from Resident Evil. Yes. Uh, is it Resident Evil 4 or 6 where they have the Tetris-style one? I forget which one. Okay, 4. four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, 100%. But yeah. Yeah, I think we're going to see a lot more backpack games soon. I mean, there's already Backpack Hero and there's Backpack Battles, which I think is... Now everyone has their eyes on it. So now well, I am waiting for all the Vampire Survivors clones to come out because it's about time where development would have finished on those now and the companies are going to be like, we're making this game. Yeah. Remember Vampire Survivors? Well, it's Vampire Survivors, but with Destiny characters or Vampire Survivors, but with Blizzard characters. And that's what I'm expecting to see. 
Yeah. You know it's coming. Oh, yeah. Um, so that was best. So I think Dave the Diver wins best independent game, but best yep. debut indie game. Now, this is interesting because we have Cocoon, Dredge, Venburn, Viewfinder, which were on the previous category. We also yep. have Pizza Tower. Yeah, which I only heard about last week. It turns out that was a massive Zeitgeist game. Like, people so, really love that game. So, this game is apparently incredible. <laughs> I've not played it, uh, but it no plays like it plays like Wario. It plays like the old like Wario Land games. I've yeah. watched a lot of it, and the game looks like it looks phenomenal. If you're into that kind of game, it looks uh, yeah, like, it, it looks very probably, quirky. Yeah, I would probably play it, Pete's Tower and love it. I'll say that. Yeah, I, I looked at it and just went, "This is an Ollie game." Like yeah. straight away, this 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 felt like a game that you would love. But again, I don't really know what to put here because I think this is going to be the same as Game of the Year, where if the last last one didn't win the last category, it will win this category because I think they're confusing categories. Yeah. Because to me, they both just say best indie game. That's true. I think I yeah. think Dave the Diver will win best independent game, and I think Pizza Tower will win best Pizza Tower or Cocoon will win best debut indie game. That's I think it's going to be Dave the Diver for the first category, and yeah. um, my brain's gone blank. Uh, Dredge for the second category. That would be just just based on just based on the conversation this year that you know the Zeitgeist conversation was around those two games. Double fishing game. <laughs> yeah, two fishing, two fishing, one cup. That's what we'll call two. it. That's gonna be this year's thing. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the name of the episode. So. There's the episode title: okay. Two Fish, One Cup. Uh, best mobile game. Uh, I think Honkai Star Rail wins this. It's not even yep, close. Just because of how many people play it. It's not um, close yeah. at all. Um, no, you're right. I can't argue with that. Ne- next one is... I mean, I'm, it's, it's not even close. I'm not even going to mention the other games. <laughs> it's just it's going to win. <laughs> um, best VR AR. I'm not going to lie. I don't really care. <laughs> I don't care either. Let's, let's move on. Don't care. Um, best action game. Armored Core 6, Dead, Ri- uh, Dead Island 2, Ghost Runner 2, Hi-Fi Rush, and Remnant 2. So, oh, I think this is easy. This is an easy pick. <laughs> I think it's going to be... Do you think it's going to be Armored Core? Of course it's going to be fucking Armored Core. Yeah, it's the I only think... one that people are talking about yeah, on the list. I think it's going to be Armored Core. I actually want to play Ghost Runner 2. Because I played the first Ghost Runner and I really enjoyed it. And I watched my friend play Ghost Runner 2 a little bit. And I was like, oh, this game actually seems really cool. The, the problem, so here's my problem with Ghost Runner 2. Every time I see that game, I keep thinking it's Ghostwire Tokyo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not... Like, oh, hello, that game. We're going to vote for that. Wait, wait, I've been wait tricked again. <laughs> They've okay. got me again. So, um, yeah, Armored Core 6 makes sense, uh, I think. Yep. Um... Oh god, best action adventure. Here we go. Now we're just getting back. Okay, look, it's just the game of the year nominees again. Yeah, exactly. It's just the same thing again. <laughs> Except so for best Jedi action Survivor adventure. Yeah, yeah I, I put Jedi Survivor as the winner of this one because I want it to win something because yeah, I, I love that game. I, I think Jedi Survivor will win. Yeah, just because it's not been nominated anywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> they have to give it something, I think. Yeah. Best it's RPG. Tried award. Okay. Starfield is here for best RPG. If Baldur's Gate 3 does not win this, it's... Then we are in the dark are, place. We are... It, it, it's staged. Yeah, we're, we're, no, we're in, the, we're in the worst timeline is what's happened. Yeah, I don't think... I don't That's think, where we are. I don't think Baldur's Gate 3 loses its best RPG. So... Of course not. Like, it can't. It would... We're in... We're in... Oh, we're in a bad place if that's what happens. Yeah. <laughs> best fighting... Uh, so, obviously, I care about this. Uh, there's God of Rock. I don't even know what that game is. Never um, heard of it. Mortal Kombat 1... Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2, po- Pocket Bravery, also don't know what that game is, oh, is. Uh, and Street Fighter 6. I mean, I, th- I think Street Fighter 6 is going to be. It's a runaway for me, Street yeah, Fighter 6. It's, it's easy. It's, yeah, easy. I easy. thought Mortal Kombat was fine, but be- I think Mortal Kombat is going to really struggle because of how many problems it had with the Switch version. Yeah. And that was a big part of the conversation. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's done it well for getting Game of the Year. Because yeah. if, 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 if people are going to look up, like, 
how was this game? Because, like, you know, they're, they're going to look up maybe a review or two. The first thing that will come up when they search for that game is the terrible Switch reviews. Yeah. And I think that Nasby 2 is too niche, I think. Yeah. Even though it's a pretty, apparently it's, people are liking it. But I think it's you, is that Nickelodeon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think the problem with Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl is, is while the second one is supposedly very, very good, they completely destroyed all of their like player trust with the first game because yeah. it was fucking awful that game was. Yeah. It was really bad. Um, I mean, not giving all the characters voices was a brave but stupid move. <laughs> it was very brave. Um, yeah. Okay, so the next one is Best Family. I think Mario Wonder wins this one. Yep, that's an easy one. Yeah. Uh, and best... I feel like we're just getting to the strange yeah, categories we're, yeah we're getting, we're getting to the real like um what's it what do you call it? Like, the bare bones the, the yeah like the, the the time filler ones yeah. The, yeah yeah i mean i don't really care about best sim strategy i think it's interesting that there's three nintendo games on here but what for best sim strategy yeah so it's advanced wars fire emblem engage it's interesting there's three nintendo games here. <laughs> Uh, the other options are City Skyline 2 and Company of Heroes 3. I think City Skyline 2 probably would have won if it didn't have loads of technical problems. <laughs> now, okay, the last one I want to go to is one that we yeah. can have a, a small discussion about uh, before I run off to have lunch. Yes. Um, most anticipated game. This is an interesting one to me because we've oh, got some very interesting this. titles here. We've got Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, uh, Hades 2, Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth, Star Wars Outlaws, and Tekken 8. So there's some pretty big hitters in there. For me, I'm going to say Star Wars Outlaws because I'm really excited about that game. Yeah. Like I'm hoping it's going to be good because if if Ubisoft do do something well, it is making open world games. They do make them well. Yes. And I, I think they could do a Star Wars game pretty well. And they've delayed it by a year so or, or six months or whatever. Um, so that tells me they're trying to polish it and make it a little bit better. I'm assuming I'm going to make a guess what you're going to guess uh, pick, and it's going to be Tekken 8. Well, that's my one, but I think yeah. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is going to win. Of course it is. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, let's yeah. be realistic here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, I mean, Hades 2 could be cool. So. But I think it's going to be a toss-up between Final Fantasy and Hades. Yeah. Because Hades really was a game that everyone wouldn't shut up about. As, as much as I didn't enjoy it, I didn't like the game, um, I can see why it was popular. Like, yeah. I can't argue that it was an incredible game. So, sure. yeah, I think it's, it's going to be between those two. I don't think the other game is going to get a look in. Yeah. Um, right. So yeah, other than that, I don't think any of the categories are very yeah. interesting at all. <laughs> should, we, should, we, should we wrap up? Yeah, I think we should. Right. Um, do we have anything else to go over before we jump off and go back to our daily lives? No, I think I think you can uh, you can give us the the outro. Well, this has been episode eighty six of the Sunfire Tavern, our podcast for gamers and geeks, where we talk about everything going on in the games industry, movies, and TV. With me, Clark, and my co-host Ollie, discussing the hot topics for the last few weeks, which this week have included. The Game of the Year nominations. We've talked a little bit about Super Mario uh, RPG. We had a chat about Persona 5 Tactica and the terrible Walking Dead uh, game that's come out yeah. that looks a bit AI generated. We also talked about the Steam Deck OLED, which I've re- maybe regretfully bought, but I'm going to be I'm, I'm going to see how it is when I travel because I'm off to Canada next week, so it'd be nice to take them on the plane with me. Um, and that's been everything. If you want to follow us, you can do so uh, on Threads, Instagram, uh, Threads and Instagram. Sorry, at Sunfire Tavern. We're also on Twitter as well. Uh, same tag at Sunfire Tavern. And you can listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever else you pick up your podcasts. And if you want to drop us an email, you can do so at SunfireTavern at gmail.com or use the podcast, um, the Google form linked in the blurb. Ollie, it's been a good show. Yeah, it's uh, been good. 
uh, to I guess, you. I guess on the next episode we'll discuss who won uh, Game of the Year. Yeah. Yes, and we'll discuss my trip to Canada as well and what happened. Canada. Nothing to... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna get drowned in maple syrup. It's oh, gonna be yeah. awesome. All right. See you later, everybody. Take it easy, man. Take care. Bye. Bye.